0: Quick heads up, today's episode contains spoilers of Gossip Girl and Bored to Death and Strangers on a Train. So, you know, watch all of those things if you don't want them spoiled.
1: As a former patient, I can definitively say Ian Heron is a terrible therapist and no one should go see him. That's why I've hacked into his personal cloud to release his private therapy sessions so now everyone can hear what a selfish, misguided, idiotic, pretentious dickwad he really is. You can help me run Ian out of business by subscribing and leaving us a nice review. Now, let's start the show.
0: Test, test, test. Live life like lots of lady lake lizards, luxuriating lengthwise on large lollipops. Live life like lots of lady lake lizards, luxuriating lengthwise on large lollipops. Okay, the microphone seems to be working. It is 1158 on a Wednesday. I'm getting ready to meet with my client, Beatrice Clark. Beatrice, an interesting client. I, I don't fully understand everything about her career as long as we've been in session together. But, uh, you know, um, she she writes on behalf of Dan, a.k.a. XOXO Gossip Girl. That's language that I, I sort of repeat back, but don't necessarily fully grasp. A little bit of time for a self-check-in. How am I doing? What's going on with me? Uh, you know, i um, I have had scaffolding in my building that has been waking me up at 8 a.m. in the morning every day. And I get it. Scaffolding has to happen sometimes. It's a part of life in New York City. You got to make sure everything's safe. But the 8 a.m. wake up for a therapist that keeps his own hours is uh, real tough. It's it's a stretch. And wouldn't you know it, earlier this week, one early morning, even earlier than 8 a.m. at 4 a.m., my fire alarm battery dies. So uh, my, I have one of those fire alarms that makes a beep once a minute until you replace the battery. Even if you pull the dang thing off the wall and rip the old battery out and uh, uh, pull wires, it's just not going to stop beeping. So I had a little uh, expedition to the bodega from 4 a.m. to 5 a.m. fixing a fire alarm uh, right in the middle of the sleep that I had to be woken up at 8 a.m. for and it was just the kind of like horrific, traumatic experience while you sleep that it also, I had the dark thought, what if I do this every night? What if every single night at 4 a.m. My fire alarm is going off with a tiny beep and I've just zombie sleepwalked my way through uh, uh, doing this. And, and I've never gotten a good night's sleep as long as I've been here. You know, it's like that. that's it's eerily like I could be living a moon night experience of my own design, except I'm not turning into some action hero. I'm just turning into somebody that fixes a fire alarm. I got to say it wouldn't be the first time I had to chain myself to my own bed though. And Oh, hello. Oh, Beatrice. Hello. Welcome.
1: Hi. Thanks for having me yet again.
0: (laughs) Oh, no problem. Look, I I don't turn down clients if they want to keep coming back. You have no concern there, Beatrice. I, I, I will never not stop seeing you if you want to engage in this process.
1: Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's been, it's been pretty hard lately. A lot of work. Yeah. A lot of work. I feel, you know, I feel like I'm kind of dancing around it by, I I have felt overworked for, and I know that you know that, but overworked for some time. And now just trying to like stack extra freelance work on top of it has been really tough. Plus getting sleep
0: and Mm. being healthy. It's hard, Beatrice. I hate to I hate to get into the heavy stuff right away. Should I ask the heavy question I ask you at the start of every session? Yeah, please. Okay, Beatrice, how has your week been?
1: My week has been pretty rough. Pretty yeah. rough. They closed down the the coffee shop on the corner from me, so I have nowhere to oh. go to write. Um, oh. my Wi Fi is just. Re- I can't afford. I cannot afford proper it- packages and speeds.
0: I'm not much of a writer myself, but it's my understanding that you physically cannot write outside of a coffee shop.
1: It's true. Yeah. For me specifically, that is true. I feel like just the essence of being around people and seeing maybe how they speak to each other. I have headphones on, so I'm not necessarily listening, but Mm -hmm. I find it really powerful in helping with language for myself.
0: What's going on in those headphones that you have on? Is that just to throw people off of talking to you or are you like jamming while you're writing?
1: No, there's no music playing. It would just be too difficult um, mm. for myself. I don't listen to music much, actually. But mm. I did find these uh, in a lost and found uh, at the library, and I love them. I
0: did notice that you were wearing headphones in our session. I didn't want to comment on it. That's not for me to talk about. You know, that, that's really your, your issue. Um, yeah. But they are nice headphones. They look very nice. They, are they uh, Jay-Z's?
1: Audio-Technica. Oh, okay, all right. I don't know
0: what either of those words mean. Mm.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I guess I could Google it or should oh, I well, use our worry. session time? No. Elsewhere?
0: Don't, you don't need to pull out your phone. just try and stay engaged here, stay focused, you know. Mm-hmm. I wonder if uh, Beatrice, I hate to I hate to overassume. I wonder if maybe, You get a little distracted when you sit down to write, too. I wonder if you pull out the phone. I wonder if you, uh, uh, you know, listen to other people's conversations. Uh, Are you perhaps maybe not able to fully focus on your work?
1: Yeah, I would say that's true. I would say for a 40-hour work week, I'm probably writing about one hour of it. But I'm out for the rest of the 47 work wait. I added math wrong. Oh, I'm stressed. I'm stressed, Ian. Oh,
0: it's OK. I, look, stress is a part of it. You're you're a big shot writer. I mean, th- this will happen. Um, Yeah. One hour out of a 40 hour work week. That's probably what people are in cubicles are doing. You know, I picture people jamming away on a spreadsheet. It's like, you know, 10 minutes of spreadsheet, two hours of, you know, uh, 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 doing something masturbatory that the boss doesn't know about and then go back to 10 minutes of spreadsheet. It probably evens out to people in cubicles who are also doing an hour a
1: week. That makes me feel better. Do you think so? I think so. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely.
0: There's there's no job in, in America or across the world that people are working harder than an hour a week. I don't think. I I but see, I have an easy one because I don't work. I just I just shoot the breeze.
1: No, I feel like you work. We've been we've been connecting, you've been helping me at least. Oh, thank you. So we could count this as another as another hour.
0: Oh, thank you. I, I would ask, and I, I know I keep stressing this, if you could just go on Yelp and, and give me five stars. I think, I mean, obviously when people are looking for therapy, they go straight to Yelp. And I just, the review would mean a lot to me, especially from a talented sure. writer like yourself, Beatrice.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I'll, I'll see what I can put together. I'd love to wax poetic about you. You know, you've been thank really, you. really helpful in this entire process. It, it's just been, it's been, it's been worse lately.
0: It's been worse. Well, let's, let's expand on that. Let's dig into that. Okay. Let's, let's, let's understand exactly what's getting worse. So uh, obviously the coffee shop closed, that's a big stimulus, right? Right. Is there anything else that you can identify is making your work harder?
1: Yeah, I would say, I mean, my, I don't know if I, I don't want to call him my boss, but my boss has been essentially just it's, it's constant. It's a text message. All the did you do it? Is it up? Where is it? What is it? It's mm-hmm. all the time. Even if I'm not necessarily on assignment, I still get the text mm-hmm. and it's especially tough because I can't complain about it to people or I reveal their identity. And that's, it's a, it's a heavy burden to bear because I also want people to know the work that I'm doing, but I can't even share it. Right.
0: Well, I mean, this is this is the benefit of having a confidential meeting like this, is you can reveal all, you can spill all the tea. I don't know if you're familiar with that expression. It caught right. on a couple of years ago when I mm. learned about it. Now I use it in conversation to make myself seem young and hip. So if you want to spill the tea of all these names, you go right ahead. You 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 uh, drown me in tea if you want.
1: Sure, sure. Yeah. So my boss is Dan. Um,
0: From gossip, aka XOXO Gossip Girl. Yeah, it's it, words I've learned to repeat back, but don't understand.
1: Exactly, exactly. So Dan's Gossip Girl, only I know this information. It's been a really tough, long couple of years. And I've been putting a lot of time and effort and sweat and into this.
0: Sweat? Really? You've been sweating on your writing?
1: Yeah. Well, sometimes I have to go on assignment, like more of a field trip style and I have to follow people around, but they, uh, it's, it almost becomes like a private investigator journalistic type of Uh thing. So it is good in that way for my resume. Like I, a bullet point I can say, you know, like does hit hands in research, hands-on research and things like that. But yeah. Right. But because you can't get
0: specific about it outside of this room, you just have to say does hands-on research and no details and no references.
1: No references, none. And -hmm. it's especially, it's especially been frustrating for me lately because you know, Dan and I used to be more of a partner in this. We would collaborate, we would get together, we would talk about different pieces that we could write, different people to write about. Um, the, when I ri- originally joined on, it was sort of pitched to me as a healthy way to get a community together. And uh, it's definitely not that. It's. I will
0: say that is that is the pitch of every company that's doing something else. Yeah, Every company that is actually doing something really evil says, oh, it's about bringing the community together. And really they're like putting poison in our water.
1: It's exactly, it, it exactly feels like that because I feel, I feel abandoned by him uh, because mm. now he, he got, he got some job. He like, won't even really tell me about it. I don't even think he's doing anything, but he got some job at the New Yorker because they posted or like published one poem of his, I think it was mm. called like sluts or something like that, which is not great. Not something um, you would
0: think a Dan would write. I don't yeah. know that I would want to read a sluts by Dan.
1: Yeah. It's sluts by sluts, sluts by Dan Humphrey. Uh, sorry. <sighs> Put this between us. Yes, of um, course.
0: this is all private. Uh, don't bother. Don't bother that. I uh, I am micing the plants now, but it's just so I can listen back to them later.
1: Right. Yeah. It'll be helpful for future sessions mm-hmm. for sure. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm, my brain is just super scattered because He's now working at the New Yorker. We're no longer collaborating. And so now I have to go get the pieces myself and nobody, it's frustrating because I have to go follow around these diva-like people. They're going to the Met Gala. They're going to fancy soiree parties. Like I don't get to go into those places. I'm not accepted. Mm -hmm. So I have to, the Met Gala, I had to sneak in. I had to wear somebody else's uniform. It was Extremely embarrassing. Uh,
0: no, I gotta hear more. But you, you, you snuck your way into the Met Gala by wearing someone else's uniform. Uniform makes me sound like maybe it was somebody working at the Met Gala. You tell yeah. me more. What's this?
1: Yes. Well, it was something that we had tried to put into play earlier. Dan said he had some connections; he could get me on the list. Obviously, Dan dropped the ball. I did not get on the list, oh. so I show up. Um, I don't get into the Met Gala.
0: Uh, I, I'll just tell you, Beatrice, Beatrice. I'm shocked by that. If I show, if I saw you wearing your headphones, showing up at the Met Gala, I'd let you right in.
1: Thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, it didn't happen that way. I had to. I asked a few people. I I asked some museum workers. It was a no. Uh, I couldn't say I'm here as a journalist on behalf of Gossip Girl because then I blow the entire cover of what we're working on. Uh, so I had to I had to get physical I had to get violent um, it's something oh, so you, I I, to, I, I to just feel the uniform
0: you had to get physical Yes oh my god um,
1: I've never been physical with anybody in my whole life and I, it's it's at a point now where I feel like I'm having to compromise on my morals to assist on this project that I'm not even getting the yeah. the satisfaction from.
0: It's weird because I I know you love to talk about Gossip Girl, but this actually reminds me of uh, Are you familiar with Bored to Death by Jonathan Ames? I'm not. Oh boy, it's a it's a series of uh, it's a basically it's a writer who decides he wants to become a private investigator, but then writes about what a terrible private investigator he is. Starring Jason Schwartzman and a, a young actor that I think has a lot of potential named Ted Danson. I think he could really go places. Uh, anyways,
1: I like that guy.
0: Yeah, he's uh, he's very likable. I think one day he's going to find a TV show that's a success for him. Uh, it just hasn't clicked yet, but one day it'll it'll line up. Uh, anyways, uh, you sound like, yeah, it does sound like you've been forced into a private investigator role where, yeah, now all of a sudden you're punching out a guard and stealing their uniform. Like that's a right. very much a board to death plot. That's not that's not what I would think of as a gossip girl plot. That's probably not the life that you wanted to be living when you signed on to be Dan's ghostwriter.
1: No, I thought we were going to be doing exposés on school cafeteria lunch food or, or something like that. But it is so far, it's so much deeper than this. And on top of that, now we have social media in the mix and there's submissions. There's Mm. people submit things that they want to be seen in, in the writings and the articles. Um, it it's, it's, it's a lot to handle. And, um, I'm, I'm having mental breakdowns, essentially like all the time grappling with this project. I can't, it's, it is, you want, it's like the mafia when you're in, you're locked in. I cannot, I cannot leave.
0: You're you're not the first ghostwriter to compare your career to the mafia. I'll tell you that much. That It's, it's, it's almost a one-to-one. Yeah. Uh, it's almost a one-to-one. Uh, uh, okay. So, well, let me think of this in mafioso terms. I would imagine like, if you want to become the godfather, you got to kill the godfather. And I have seen the godfather and I'm pretty sure that's not the plot, but even so, <laughs> Let's let's imagine, right, if it seems like Dan is the source of a lot of your problems. So if you have trained your private investigator skills around journalism, maybe you can now turn those private investigator skills on to Dan. Figure out what he's up to so much of the time that he's so busy that he can't write these things. So well, you can't flip the script.
1: It's interesting because I started doing that at a certain point, uh-huh. um, sort of on accident, because I got a submission about... There are these two girls at the high school. They're very big, uh, big. They get invited to Met Gallus. So they are, they are popular. They're very popular. They're very popular. um, I'm just thinking
0: of how those girls would want to hear this conversation, what they would, what language they would want to hear.
1: Yeah. Uh, popular. Hopefully they don't because then they're going to know about Dan and I don't know what's going to happen to me, but, uh, and essentially I was put on assignment to follow this one girl, Blair, um, at, at a certain point, I I knew that Dan and Serena had had a past and that Serena and Blair also have a sorted past. And I saw Dan with Blair and, um,
0: Dan, the adult working for the New Yorker was mm -hmm. with the popular girl from the high
1: school. Well, she, they're no longer in high school. They're all, they're all collectively, they're all collectively trying to go to college and out of high school. But this is what I'm saying. It's difficult because, they were at all, all in high school at one point, but now they're all still continuing this project. Like when this was originally pitched to me, I also, you know, was in high school and it's, Mm -hmm. we're all out of it now. And um, it just feels sad. It feels slimy. It feels, it just feels really bad. And there, it feels like there's nothing I can do because I can't write this article about, it, it feels like I can't write this article about Dan and Blair because I also, you know, I need to get paid. I don't want my employment to be at risk. Mm-hmm.
0: We can't we can't code the language enough to where dumb old Dan over there doesn't know you're talking about him. Yeah, well, tried like a pseudonym.
1: They call him. Well, he calls him lonely boy. He calls himself lonely boy in the article. So we I for a long time, it was like lonely boy and s lonely boy. And s was like you could practically like short term keyboard and it would type out. Um, but mm. uh,
0: was he ever in the band, the Black Keys? Uh,
1: not to my knowledge, but okay. he is. Dan is a very scary guy.
0: OK, he does he, sound like a lonely boy uh, and he does have a love that keeps him waiting. Um,
1: I get nervous about him that he that he could um, that he could harm people.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: harm harm me, maybe.
0: Well, that, I mean, well, obviously, uh, it, it, you are vulnerable because you're the only person who acknowledges that he's working for you. And I'm sworn to secrecy. If somebody asked me, I wouldn't say anything. And that's mm-hmm. part of the problem. Um, okay. Well, it definitely seems like you got to get, get, get before you get got, yeah. which I think is also a mafia uh, term. Um, so I like that.
1: I'm going to write that down.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm definitely, you're, of course, you're not the first client that I pushed in this direction, but I think this should just be a hardcore murder planning session. Okay. We should be thinking, how can we bump off Dan? And now you may have to get a Dan-like wig, and you might have to live as Dan for a certain while. We might need to mm-hmm. keep up the ruse to throw people off the scent. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is, uh, uh, I mean, I'm excited. I, I I, don't always get to plan the murder of a man, but this, this sounds like a great opportunity.
1: This feels, this feels good. This feels strong. Um, he, yeah, he's tricky. He's really tricky because tricky. he's, he can get around pretty fast. I don't know what it is about him and he's extremely mm. stealthy. Um, I have an inkling that at a certain point he was working at a, uh, at a bookstore, um, in an in-between part between, uh, Vanity he Fair.
0: In, he was in, in between parts of the bookstore.
1: Yes. Uh, he, there's a basement, there's a basement down there. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that he murdered, uh, this girl that he was fixated about that he murdered her therapist. Oh, wow. Which, which is dicey. So you're my therapist. That's
0: that's that, that puts me, that puts my neck on the line. Now I'm a target.
1: Yeah. I'm nervous about it. So, I think when we're, when we're planning this, this murder, um, yeah, we have to be extremely strategic about it. Uh, Do you, would you want to be involved? Uh, Are
0: you, are you kidding me? I would love to. Uh, Great. Great.
1: uh, I'm sorry. I have to take a
0: moment. That was, that was touching. I I feel like patients don't involve me in their lives as much as you're willing to Beatrice. This is not only would I love to be involved, I put my fingerprints on it, you know, like, yeah. let me, let me be your shield. I mean, this Please. guy's coming from my neck. You just told me that. And I believe you hundred percent without asking a follow-up. So let me commit this murder for you, Beatrice. Let's, let's do a throw mama from the train.
1: Okay. <laughs> that you know sounds what I mean? great. No, you know I mean uh, oh. toss him off the subway.
0: Well, close throw mama from the train is actually a comedic remake of a classic Hitchcock film called two strangers on a train. I'm sure you'll know that one.
1: Yes, I do know that one.
0: Oh, great. So you know how that goes. Without yeah. me needing to explain. That. Yeah. Great. So we'll do it. We'll do it. Strangers on the train. No further explanation needed about but swapping murders.
1: You should you should say it anyways, though, because oh, sure. it could help us get into the details for uh for this this murder. You're well- right.
0: Because because I might forget. Do you Um,
1: think that we should recall we should we change the word from murder in case I don't want to say something will go wrong, but if the police gets their hands on our our session, we
0: should we should call it accidental manslaughter.
1: Okay, I like that
0: uh okay so for this accidental manslaughter that we're planning good thinking sure. by the way now we're protected uh for this accidental manslaughter that we're planning meticulously um uh, uh i think uh, two strangers on a train uh so uh, uh you know to remind myself for later when i'm listening back in case i forget the plot of two strangers on a train it's two strangers meet on a train and both have somebody they really hate and want to murder but mm-hmm. they know they'll be the primary suspect of that murder should they get caught so they decide to swap murders Mm. they'll both murder the other person's uh uh, hated one throw mama from the train similarly uh uh, there's a writer who really hates his mother and his writing teacher really hates i think his ex-wife it's been a minute since i've seen it uh and so they decide oh hey uh you my writer kill my ex-wife and i will throw your mama from the train and uh as i recall it all goes great and everything works out well and it's a, a a happy ending into the sunset the end uh so That's essentially what we'll do. And uh, and I appreciate you saying yes to this idea, knowing what it means, because obviously I have somebody that I would love for you to murder.
1: Yeah. Oh, do you?
0: Yeah. Uh, I would love for you to murder the inventor of the first alert fire alarm. Mm. Okay. First alert fire alarm. I don't know this this person's name. I don't know this person's uh, uh, identity by any means, but I'm sure you can do the research. In fact, it's kind of better if I don't know. Yeah. But I need you to murder whoever created specifically the battery backup that allows for a beep every goddamn minute till you change the battery. Yeah. Whoever came up with that idea, I would this love is... for them to um eat cement.
1: Yes. Okay. So all right. I'll figure if I uh, figure out a way to get them under some sort of cement uh dumper. Is that...
0: cement dumper would be good, an ocean of wet cement that then dries after you shove them into it.
1: Sure. Sure. Yeah. This is good because I've been just so sick of following high schoolers around, uh, or or college kids or college age kids now, but, um, this is going to be exciting. It's a natural,
0: it's a natural evolution of like stalking to, to uh, accidental manslaughter. I think that's I think that's a a, a fair scaling up for yourself. I I think we've worked you to that. Great. Uh, any requests of how I killed Dan, by the way, or do you want me to surprise you?
1: Um, I think a surprise is best. I want to be surprised. Well, to say i want to be surprised when people tell me but who's going to tell me because nobody knows that i work for this mm-hmm. article or this column
0: well that's why i'm thinking it has to be newsworthy it has to make the local news mm-hmm. so i'm thinking like you know scorpion outbreak in manhattan is
1: he in oh manhattan? i love that he is in manhattan yeah great well,
0: i feel like scorpion outbreak might break the news he's brooklyn
1: know? brooklyn technically.
0: brooklyn oh okay well that's a problem i can't get scorpions to brooklyn they can't cross the river. Um, um,
1: there's something there with that Gowanus Canal,
0: something with the Gowanus Canal uh-huh. because,
1: um, the those, those, uh, there's the group of guys that meet on Third Avenue.
0: <laughs> now, this I don't know about the oh. Third Avenue Gowanus Boys,
1: yeah, pretty much. Um, they're Old timers now, I don't mean to say that disrespectfully, but at one point there, there were, that location was linked to bodies being found in the Gowanus Canal.
0: Right. Well, I mean, but this, this goes to your previous concern. I'm worried that that's just going to get swept under the rug. Like a body in Gowanus is, is commonplace. You think you're not going to hear about it. Right. What
1: about a body at pig beach?
0: now uh pig beach this has nothing to do with bay of pigs this is a separate beach that's in the new york area
1: it's a restaurant it's a restaurant
0: oh a restaurant okay uh oh um and they serve mostly pork
1: i'm guessing hmm, barbecue por- yeah pork you should based. go it's lovely they have little outdoor games you could play some cornhole it
0: does sound fun i might be returning to the scene of the crime if that's how i am doing the murder
1: that's but right we'll say right. like
0: Pig beach, pig beach accidentally serves man to guests. That would make the news.
1: I think that that is perfect. That is perfect. Yep.
0: I slaughter him like barbecue. Uh, I slather him in sauce. Can't make him taste too good. He's still got to taste a little bit human being ish.
1: Okay. Interesting. So don't put him in the smoker. Mm,
0: Yeah. But I don't want to see what it's like if he gets his ass smoked.
1: This is this is really exciting me. I I cannot tell you the disdain that I have for this guy. Yeah, I I can't stand it.
0: Can I ask? Can we just get into a little bit of the origin story? Like, how did Dan come to find you and hire you? Because I I know we started session after you were like long under his thumb, but like yeah, what, what what was your relationship to Dan prior to working for him? Like, how did this all start to roll downhill so aggressively?
1: So it was through his sister. His sister's name is Jenny. Um, so I'll just say Jen, uh, but Jen and I would hang out. Um, I was doing some stuff for the yearbook. Um, I, I was there for Jen when she was going through this hor- whole, sorry, Freudian slip. Uh, she was going through this whole ordeal, uh, with, with trying to be on the in crowd with Blair. And then, uh, she Sorry, got was, into that, this-
0: was that Freudian slip to mean to imply that Jen is, was very sexual. I'm just, Maybe. I'm trying to understand what it was a Freudian slip about.
1: Yeah, I, w- I would say so uh, there. She. Jen was with this guy, Chuck, uh, and it was it, it's upsetting because Chuck is a bad guy. Chuck is a very bad guy, a uh, sure. bad guy. Also, maybe on a murderer type level, lots of sure. drugs, sex. And she got involved and it was really hard for me to watch that happen.
0: Yeah. The giveaway um, for that is his name is Chuck.
1: Exactly. There's, there's no
0: there's very few good guys named Chuck.
1: Yeah. And I was telling her, like, you know, <laughs> you can't, you can't do this. You can't be with this guy. You can't be with these people. And if then a good
0: guy. He'd go by Charles.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Uh, his dad, I think his dad tried to call him Charles, his dad also deceased. Um, mm. so it- it's been tough. So anyways, I was, I was friends with Jen or, or ex friends with Jen. Um, and you know, one thing led to another, she said her brother was a writer. We connected. Um, he said he had been working on this, private project about the school that it would be a big deal. I mean, like I don't want to call myself a loser, but I I I wasn't popular. Uh no. No, I how
0: how often were you wearing headphones in in high school? Was that you didn't get popular for wearing you being a headphone
1: girl? And and it were it was these audio technicas that I found in the lost and found. Those are really old. Very, very, very old, but they provide me a security blanket, and they still work. Mm-hmm. I think so. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure how it spiraled so out of control because we we started meeting about this private project. He said he wanted to do an expose on the student body because he was just like me. We were not popular.
0: That is a creepy st- sentence an expose on the student body of this high school. I've been watching. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah. No, no offense, Beatrice, but I do think there was a little bit of a red flag right away.
1: Yeah. I, this is something that I think that we should get into at some point in our sessions in that I, the way that I seek approval from others, like I'm willing to do things outside of, yeah, outside of my moral grounds. Yeah. You,
0: You did commit to accidental manslaughter Pretty quickly, which I am still on board for, but I just want to point it out as possibly it linked to that pattern.
1: Yes, uh, I would agree. It got me really excited. Uh, now that we're speaking about it like that, I, I suppose maybe I'm less excited about it. Not because no! I Not because I don't want it to happen, but because I just want to make sure my mental health, like that I'm growing. But I think it's growth, though, because I'm stepping away from something that I know is really unhealthy.
0: Yeah, I, I I like to think so, and and that whole time you're making that uh, fire alarm designer eat cement, you can be thinking about how I'm doing something even worse to Dan. You know, yeah. it's a it's a quid pro quo, which those are always good things, never bad things. There's never been yeah. a bad quid pro quo that I can recall.
1: Yeah, I would say I would say the turning point for me when I realized just how bad it was mm. was when Dan and Serena, who I told you they were they were seeing, well they're getting married. They're getting married now, but, um, there was a period of time when them being together was really bad. And that was my turning point because they discovered that they shared a sibling that their parents had birthed the child, uh, their, their respective parents had birthed the child together.
0: They're half, um, they're half siblings.
1: Yes, exactly. And, um, and and so essentially, he's going to be marrying his his sister.
0: This is um, I'm sorry. Is Jen the missing link here Would you, or no, this is a second this is separate, another separate
1: another person.
0: person. So it's,
1: (laughs) it was sort of like, I I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't feel good.
0: I think completely coincidentally, I'm pretty sure this is also the season finale of Bored to Death, is that he's um, somehow in an incestual relationship by mistake. Um, But, you know, as a therapist, I got to admit, it's more common than people realize. It's uh, I would say 80 to 90% of the people I'm interacting with. It's uh, an accidental incestual relationship that I'm having to solve.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. Uh, So there is in ancestral tendencies between them. And um, they broke up for a while, which made me feel a little bit better. But the fact that they came back together stronger than ever by (laughs) choice is it it really brought me the wrong way.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, I will, not that I should be defending an ancestral relationship, but COVID was hard. You know, COVID was hard. A lot of people uh, went back to something familiar to them. In this case, a half sister. Um, But, um, uh, you know, COVID was hard. Uh, I don't want to be too judgmental of what people have done in the last couple of years. But uh, in the same sense, I see how this has been Difficult for you. And I have to admit, yeah, this is a red flag. I I agree with you. I concur. Just just because I've learned so much about this, Dan, that I didn't know from today, was there anything else that you would say was a red flag? Any other things I should know about just while I'm clocking this guy?
1: He drinks black coffee.
0: Oh, that's the worst one yet. (laughs)
1: Like a lot of black coffee.
0: Oh, no. Oh, God. This guy has to die.
1: Yeah. So coffee. mm -hmm.
0: This is probably why that damn coffee shop on the corner went out of business. He's not purchasing any sugar or milk.
1: I know. What are, what are they going to do? Yeah. It, it is interesting that he orders only black coffee. We've been meeting at this coffee shop. I've been writing. Yeah. It's interesting. Mm. It is interesting. Mm. So yeah, I guess I'm, I'm not really at a standstill because I'm, we're gonna murder him, or yeah. accidental manslaughter.
0: Accidental manslaughter. Good catch. Yes, they can't catch us if we uh, say it's a planned accidental manslaughter. Um, okay. Well, but, well, Beatrice, let me just zoom out because I do feel like we have resolved a lot of your career stuff very quickly, which I feel great about. How's the personal life going? Do you feel like you have you time? Do you feel like um, uh, are, are you are you dating? I mean, what's going on in your world outside of work? Has that all been gravy?
1: Um, it's sort of all been gravy. I. Yeah, there I there was a point where work and work and life sort of got a little bit of a little bit blended.
0: Sure. Um, And ever have to take a date stalking high schoolers with you.
1: Yes, I did. Uh, Um, His name was Carter. Um, And Jimmy. No, no, I um, boy would I have rathered Uh,
0: Uh, the the dream man, Jimmy Carter,
1: Jimmy Carter, a stud, a stud. But no, Carter, Carter was also a, a, a huge, a huge ish, issue. Um, mm. How so? He, he was, like, extremely involved with Serena. He was trying to hook up with Serena. Oh, Lord. Um, he He was extremely suave. He would... I don't know. He just made me feel really special in a place where Dan is like, post this. Why didn't you post that? Oh, write this post about Serena. And I'm like, she's your girlfriend. Why would you do that? Well, we got to act like we, you know, like we got to cover our bases. And all the while Carter is there and we're at this very expensive restaurant bar on the Upper East Side. Mm. Um, he's buying me cocktails. I've never drank before. Oh, no. Well, just by choice, it never seemed like something I wanted to no, do. No, I
0: know, but to start to start drinking with cocktails on a date with a guy who is expressly hit on somebody else that you know, uh, that that's a that's a tough way to start drinking. Again, I don't want to tell yeah. you that, that uh, what red flags are in your life, but that seems like another possible one.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot that I need to heal about myself, and I I'm excited to do that work. I'm excited to get better. Anything that you think I should be doing instead, I I'll do it.
0: Well, you know, I'm starting to wonder if Carter should make the accidental manslaughter list, you know, I wonder if I should do you a twofer. I mean, that's, that's a little bit where I'm leaning. Um, also, uh, just to check because I know he's not Jimmy Carter. So he ever coach basketball in a movie? Uh,
1: I don't, I don't think so. And, you know, furthermore, I'm not even sure he's a, he's alive.
0: Oh, okay. Well, um, this is a, this is a nice plus that we found.
1: Well, let me double check. Let me text, let me text Dan.
0: Okay, yeah, you're definitely pulling out your phone again, uh, but that's okay. You're doing your best. Um, gosh, I, oh. I, I kind of hope Carter's dead. What do you find?
1: Uh, he, Dan just texted me back. He's not dead. He's in Fiji. So,
0: mm, well, what's the difference?
1: Yeah, I mean, essentially, could be the same thing. I um, mean, if you're I in Fiji, say, you're dead. Say, yeah, I mean, I would say I'm down to go to Fiji to kill Carter. Oh, you want to do that one yourself? Oh, I guess I'll need you to do it. Are you down to go to Fiji? Uh,
0: you know, I could use a vacation. I mean, I'll have to tell people I'll have to tell people I'm dead while I'm gone because I'll be in Fiji. Um, but I, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm open to it. I'm open to it. Uh okay. All right. I, I do wonder, does that mean I gotta find a second person to kill for you? Cause I do want to keep things even here.
1: I I would appreciate that.
0: Mm, let's see. Uh ugh. Can you kill Ethan Hawke's character from Moon Knight? Yeah, I mean, you could do that. That might yeah. be good. That might be good, because I find he's getting in the way of the, the show would be so easy if there wasn't an antagonist.
1: <laughs> I love it. OK, so uh, Ethan Hawke from Moon Knight yes. and not Ethan Hawke
0: himself. I love Ethan Hawke. Don't kill him. But his character from Moon Knight. Go ahead and kill that guy.
1: from from Moon Moon Knight, and, mm-hmm. along with First Alert Fire Alarm guy.
0: Yes. Uh, um, I don't know the gender, to be fair. That could uh, honestly, it could be a little girl and you might have girl. to kill you might have to kill a little girl if that's who designed that uh, fire alarm that's just the brakes
1: we agreed to this i'm going to go through with it whoever Thank first you. alert fire alarm person is they're they're dead Thank um, you. so when we meet back at our next session which um, do you still think biweekly is good or weekly
0: uh biweekly is fine yeah um uh i'm not against twice a day if you if you really start to get caught up in and i mean we're we're going to have to get into more planning mode here so i'm sure. just thinking like you know we might need to increase uh, also, if you want to, if you want to just for uh, confidentiality and protection, if you want to start doing these sessions by not actually entering the room but just stalking me uh, from the sure. outside or like, uh, uh, you know, listening in on on my private conversation or anything like that, feel free to engage in that sort of thing. Uh, I'm totally down. I've got no secrets. Um, so, um, yeah, uh, in fact, uh, I'll even give you a hint. I've got scaffolders uh, scaffolders all over my building right now. Oh. Knock one of those suckers out. Take their uniform. You're right outside my window.
1: Writing it down. Scaffolding. Yep. Scaffolding. Uh, uh, Perfect.
0: Let me know if the scaffolder dies because that means I'll have to kill a third person for you. I do want to keep these things even.
1: And I do have somebody.
0: Oh, really? Who's now? Who's preloaded in your brain for third? Just, just so, just in case. I think
1: it's Chuck. I would like Jen back in my life.
0: Oh, uh, I thought Chuck is who I was killing in Fiji. I've lost track. No, no, sorry, Carter. Carter too many, too, too many C words. Yeah. Too many C word men. um Okay. uh All right. Chuck Carter uh and, uh and Dan, of course. All of right, course. Dan. All right. Good. Okay. I think this is a good head start. Uh, awesome. uh, Beatrice, I will say we are, we are coming a little bit towards the end here. Mm-hmm. Maybe just uh, to get away from the uh, uh accidental manslaughter talk. Maybe we should just reset both of our brains and just do a, a normal guided meditation here. Would that okay, be okay sure. with you, Beatrice? Yeah, that'd be great. Great. Thank you so much. Um, This uh, this meditation, I should just let you know, Beatrice, this meditation came to me when I was picking seasonal berries from a bush. All right. And listen to the sound of my voice as I count back from three, two, one. If you, Beatrice, if you could return, Don't let it burn. Don't let it fade. I'm sure I'm not being rude, but it's just your attitude. It's tearing you apart. It's ruining every day. Oh, I thought the world of you. I thought nothing could go wrong, but I was wrong. I was wrong. If you, Beatrice, if you could get by, trying not to lie, things wouldn't be so confused, and I wouldn't feel so used. And I'm in so deep, because Beatrice, you know you're such a fool for Dan. You've got him wrapped around your finger. But Beatrice, do you have to let him linger? Do you have to? Do you have to? Do you have to let Dan linger? And we're coming out of the meditation now, Beatrice. In three, two, and one, and you're back with me, Beatrice. How are you feeling? How was that for you?
1: That was a lot better. I really, I really appreciate that. I feel lifted and free.
0: Good, good. That's the goal. I, I, I will say. The headphones almost came off during that meditation. I don't know if you could feel that, but the headphones literally almost m- levitated off of your scalp.
1: They did. They did. I'm feeling inspired. That's wonderful. That's wonderful.
0: Uh, just because I brought it up, Beatrice, this is just curiosity. Don't think I'm uh, uh, attacking you.
1: Do the headphones come off in the shower? Do the headphones come off at night? Um, They they come off only when I sleep. And, they lay, sleep. and they lay on the pillow of where I'm hoping... Somebody else may lay someday.
0: Oh, wow. Uh, uh, They come off only when you sleep. So not when you're trying to fall asleep, but Mm -hmm. somehow in sleep, the headphones are being removed.
1: Exactly. I think it's sort of when I wiggle out to turn. Oh. And then instinctually, I place them.
0: Well, that's one possibility. Beatrice, have you ever considered the other possibility that you're also a moon knight? Hmm. How familiar are you with the series Moon Knight, by the way? I'm
1: not. I I need to catch up um, with, with, I need to watch Loki. Uh,
0: I would say in order of priorities, um, uh, Bored to Death, uh, Strangers on a Train, Throw Mama from the Train, uh, Loki, Moon Knight. I would say that's your running order. And I would love for you to watch all of that before your next session. uh, Okay, great. uh, Which is uh, tomorrow if we're going twice a day now.
1: Yeah, yeah. And uh, Loki has some cool characters.
0: Also oh, you know about the characters in Loki but you haven't seen it?
1: Yeah, cuz the second person's name is Sylvie.
0: Oh, why is
1: that of interest to you, Beatrice? I don't know. Sounds interesting. Sounds <laughs> French. It does sound French. Is Sylvie a French name? Yeah. Okay.
0: All right. Beatrice, what's the origin of Beatrice?
1: Also French.
0: Oh, okay. So you it's a it's a it's a cultural kismet that you feel with Sylvies. Exactly, and, uh, and Pierre's. Maybe that's who you should be trying to date instead of like a Clark or a Carter. We should be trying to find you a Frenchman.
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Beatrice, or maybe it's Italian. <laughs>
0: it it could be. It's
1: definitely
0: it's definitely like uh, Mediterranean. I think that's mm. a good compromise for all of these words. I love
1: that. Thank Mediterranean. yes yeah. Medi- Mediterranean. Mediterranean
0: um okay all right so uh, we'll, we'll find you a nice mediterranean man to uh sleep with your headphones on at night yeah. which i think is what you were saying
1: yeah uh
0: and we'll kill all the other toxic men in your life who seems Thank to you. be most of the men have you met a man who wasn't toxic uh me excluded because obviously i'm wonderful but me excluded have you met a man who's not toxic beatrice
1: um i did meet dan's dad dan and jen's dad and he was oh, lovely Yeah. you mentioned he, was he, lovely. Seemed, he
0: seemed like a good guy yeah, yeah he's nice okay um well uh that's good to know it's good to know that there are still male role models out there like dan's dad Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: all right uh well thank you so much for coming in beatrice let me know if you have any trouble uh finding cement or um you know if it does turn out to be a little girl that designed the fire alarm when you start to feel conflicted just you know give me a tap 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 on the window in the morning when you're scaffolding out there
1: sure and definitely uh, and we'll we'll adjust we'll adjust I appreciate your flexibility. Thank you so much.
0: Uh, I'm nothing if not flexible. All right. Thanks, Beatrice. Get home safe now. All right.
1: Thank you. Bye, Ian.
0: Bye. Wow. That was, um, that was something, you know, I feel like, uh, I'll I'll say this. I think Beatrice came in with a, with an expired battery and I was able to change that battery today. I was able to get up off my ass right in the middle of the night, go straight to that bodega and, and really put a, put a nice new battery in Beatrice. This, mm. You know, this this does sound... The way I'm phrasing this, I am starting to think maybe I do have a little bit of toxic masculinity in me just because this is coming out in a way that uh, doesn't make me feel great about myself. Quick note to self. Boy, oh boy, I have been following the comedian Sylvie Borschel on Twitter at HelloSylv and on Instagram at Sylves. That's S-Y-L-V-Z. Uh, and she's just so funny and bright and uh, smart Uh, You should absolutely follow her, too, if you get a chance. Shout out to Erin Harland at erharland, erinharland.com. Check out Erin Harland on Spotify, Bandcamp, wherever you get your music, because she makes great stuff, including sometimes podcast theme songs and cover art. Thank you to Jason Shaw and Audionautics.com for the use of the meditation music. Thank you to Nick Rockwell, our new producer, helping us out. You're the best, Nick. Be sure you follow us at Sigmund Pod on Instagram so that you can see behind the scenes stills of me and my patients, which also shouldn't be leaked, just like this podcast. Speaking of which, let's make sure this one doesn't get out there like all those photos on Instagram. Great. If I do this here, yep, that should make sure none of this is ever released.